This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community to help us all become better investors. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. Now, while we are licensed, we are not aware of your personal circumstances. All information on the show is for education and entertainment purposes only. Any advice is general advice only. With that said, my name is Bryce. And as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. Bryce, great to be back for 2023. Absolutely. We are pretty privileged to be able to say great to be back in February. Yes. Uh, it's been a nice break. It has been a great break, yes. We've um, had some beach time, had some sun, got some big announcements coming up later in the year. Yeah. And we had a great summer series where we explored some of the key sort of back-to-basics personal finance topics that uh, I'm, uh, we know a lot of you enjoyed and we will um, continue on that sort of thread this year as we attempt to answer some of the uh, most common money and investing questions that we get from the community. Yeah, and if, if you turned the stock market off over the holidays, had a break, first of all, well done. I think that was a good call. I did the same. Um, I, I think going back and listening to that summer series will be a great refresher. I just was reminded and learnt so much when we did it, like mm. just the basics. I made some um, improvements into how I manage my money and um, I think – Everyone, wherever you are in your investing journey can benefit from that. But we come back, Bryce, as you said in your updated intro, we want to answer some of the most common investing questions. And one that we've been hit up a few times over the break has been around dividends. Yes, dividends. Everyone's looking for some cash in the pocket. And that's not surprising. A lot of uncertainty going into 2023 and a lot of investors, both people like you and I, but also the professionals in the big end of town are looking for investments that will pay them income, dividends, or if you can afford a property rental yield, rather than trying to get those, you know, big growth stories that Mm. we sort of loved in 2021. Yes. So the question we're answering today is, what are some of the best paying dividend ETFs? We've pulled uh, the top five best performing from 2022, but then more importantly, we're going to have a discussion around how you can frame and what you might look for in 2023. Mm, Because there is a big watch out if you were just to look at the list from 2022. (laughs) But let's start there, Bryce. Let's start with the list from 2022. Every month, the ASX release an exchange traded 
Labs Products Report. So we pulled the data from December 2022 and we looked at all the ETFs. In Australia, there were 13 ETFs that paid a dividend over 10%. Okay. So if you invested $100, you got more than $10 back. Yes. That's a great return. Yeah. And I think that's uh, an important concept or jargon buster there, Ren, which is you've said uh, as, as a percentage, but we'll use the terminology throughout this as yield. And you might hear that- Will we? Well, we don't have to, but, uh, <laughs> but when you're looking at all of these funds on their website, when you're um, hearing people talk about the return that they got or the yield, that is the jargon to watch out for. And yield is just a word to express the return that you get. Cash the, in the bank. Cash in the <laughs> bank. It's often expressed as a percentage. All it really means is the return on the investment that you get over that 12-month period. Yeah. So we took the 13. We excluded actively managed ETFs where fund managers are buying and selling stocks throughout the year. We also excluded leveraged ETFs where they borrow money to amplify your returns because that also amplifies the dividend you paid. And we've got the top five remaining of just passive index ETFs and the dividends they paid. So Bryce, kick it off coming in at number five. What have we got? Number five for 2022 was the BetaShares Resources Sector ETF. The ticker is QRE. It's listed on the ASX. And it spat out a dividend yield of 14.07%. Nice. Now, I'm going to group in number four here, and then we can talk about them together, because number four was State Street's SPDR, S&P ASX. Give me another acronym in there. (laughs) ASX 200 Resources Fund. Uh, Its ticker is OZR. It paid a dividend of 15.55%. So number five and number four, both resources ETFs. Yeah, and we know last year resources particularly here in Australia, had a great year. No, everywhere in the world. <laughs> uh, had a great year. You had iron ore, you had oil. Uh, what? Coal. Coal. <laughs> <laughs> All of the, uh, a lot of these resources and so a lot of the companies underlying uh, that make up these ETFs are uh, paid out large dividends. Mm, so these were companies like BHP, Rio Tinto, Santos, Woodside, Fortescue, big mining and oil and gas companies that were, their costs didn't change. Mm. They were still mining and extracting for the same costs, but the amount that they could sell that stuff for skyrocketed. So they were a lot more profitable last year. So they paid a bigger dividend to shareholders. And then those that owned these resources ETFs saw that dividend flow through to their brokerage accounts. Can't complain. So number three, Ren, was the SPDR MSCI Australia Select High Dividend Yield Fund. Love the jargon. Yes, the ticker is SYI, listed on the ASX as well, and it is uh, spitting out 16%, just Mm. over 16%. So for every 100 uh, you've got in, you're getting $16 back. So they take the biggest companies in Australia, they run an eye over them, they say, which ones do we think will pay the biggest dividends? And this ETF has about 35 companies in it at the moment. And some of the biggest holdings are companies like Rio Tinto, BHP, West Farmers, Woodside. So there's some big Australian companies that are known to pay big dividends. Yeah. And they did last year. They absolutely <laughs> did last year. Yeah, 16%. So that was number three. All right, Renzo, coming in at number two is the SPDR World X Australia Carbon Control Fund. 
It uh, spat out a dividend of 25%. The ticker is WXHJ. Now, you might be wondering, what does this ETF do? Mm. Um, I went and had a look at the website and it reads that it is uh, designed to measure the performance of eligible securities from the S&P developed ex-Australia large mid-cap weighted to minimise the weighted average carbon intensity and subject to index active share, active industry group weight and country weight constraints <laughs> right <laughs> okay. so, so any idea on any what idea com- on what, what that could be i'm still confused as to what carbon control is let alone whatever you just read me yeah me too so then uh, i had a bit of a deeper look into it and lo and behold the holdings are apple microsoft amazon alphabet <laughs> <laughs> nvidia meta coca-cola visa right so it's just the biggest companies yeah, so the world. so but, simplified. Yeah, it's companies that, in in terms of this index, aren't spitting out heaps of carbon. So it's just had like a ESG screen. Yeah. with a confusing name. Very confusing name. Yeah. But the other thing that confuses me, Bryce, you said twenty five percent dividend yield. Yeah, those companies um, are notoriously low dividend payers, like the big American tech players and stuff like that. You know, they, their dividend yield might be 1% or 2%. They're not like the Australians that pay 4% and they're certainly not paying 25%. Mm. So where's all this cash come from? Yeah, so throughout last year, they it's they had what looks to be like a, some sort of a special dividend. On average, they're paying about 70 to $0.80 cents when they distri- per, per share when they distribute. Uh, in June last year, they paid $4.55 okay. per share. So okay. a massive, massive dividend. Um, and, it f- and it seems like that what has happened is they've uh, realised a whole bunch of cash and uh, distribute that to shareholders. Okay. And if you look at their website, which I've just done while you we were speaking there now, their dividend yield is listed at 1.93%. There you go. So that... Looks like 2022 was a bit of an outlier and that is the key call out that we want to make. When you're looking backwards at the year past years, the risk is that they may not pay that dividend the year we're in and the years to come. Absolutely. So there's a the past performance is not an indicator of future performance. 100%. And, All right. And that rule holds for number one as well, which is... BetaShares crude oil index ETF currency hedged brackets synthetic, which paid a whopping 44.91% dividend yield. So Bryce, that means if you invested $100 in this ETF, you would have been paid $44.91 in dividends last year. Huge. Unbelievable. Yes. And unsustainable. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason that it had such a big dividend was because oil just went through the roof mm. last year and beta shares just realized so much cash into this ETF and as part of the fund rules, they have to return that to the ETF investors. So all that money got paid out, but oil probably peaked last year and it's come down a bit and so you wouldn't expect this just massive flood of money 
to repeat. No. And that takes us to the second half of this, Ren, which as you've alluded to, this is what was the result of 2022. The top two performing were also the result of or sort of one-off situations. Yeah. Uh, and also four and five, both resources and both paying out based on what was going in the on in the resources market last year. If you chase that dividend yield again for 2023, 2024 and onwards, you can become you can get unstuck quite quickly because they're not likely to repeat themselves. However, there are dividend ETFs that are designed specifically to optimize for dividends. So let's take a break and then talk about those. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Bryce. Well, before the break, we spoke about the five biggest dividend paying ETFs from 2022, but we want to turn to what we think are some of the best options for 2023. But before we do that, a quick reminder that we have the Equity Mates community survey out in the field at the moment. The link is in the show notes. It's on our social media and it would be a massive help if you could fill it out. It's our opportunity to really understand who is in the Equity Mates community, what you guys want to hear, how we can help And if there's anything you want us to stop doing as well, it's your opportunity to tell us. That's it. And you automatically go in the draw to win $500 if you complete the survey in full. We've also got uh, a number of second and third place FinFest tickets for those that help uh, help us and and, uh, fill out the survey. And yes, FinFest is coming for 2023. Register your interest. And the survey, like it's made meaningful difference over the years. Mm. The first survey we did, we realized we needed to spin out get started investing as its own show because our there were different parts of our audience who wanted to hear different types of content uh last a couple of years ago we heard that you wanted more live events and that was really a key driver for finfest so it really does help us and it really will direct where we're going to take equity mates so please hit the link in the show notes and fill it out but bryce let's get to some of the best dividend paying ats for 2023 from the asx's monthly ETF report. Some interesting names in there, but our big watch out for people who are looking to invest for dividends is past performance isn't an indicator of future performance. Mm. And we don't expect some of the biggest dividend payers from 2022 to be able to back it up for 2023. Absolutely. So where we wanted to go in this episode is talk about the class of dividend ETFs out there. ETFs that are specifically designed to try and maximize dividends, not just in one-off years, like some of those 2022 guys did, but every year. Yeah. So we've got six here that we'll go through from all of the major ETF issuers here in Australia, and they have similar ETFs wherever you are if you're international listeners. So to start, we've got beta shares. This is the Australian Dividend Harvester Fund. The ticket is HVST. They actually pay distributions monthly. So if you are looking to get some recurring income through the door, they pay monthly and their average yield or the average return that they're paying 
uh, over 12 months is about 7%. So that's the BetaShares Australian Dividend Harvester Fund. And what this fund does, as most of these funds do, as Ren said, is they take what they believe to be companies that are forecast to pay dividends higher than the average market or higher than other companies listed on the Australian Stock Exchange. This is a managed fund and that's how they, I guess, create the portfolio of stocks. So that's the BetaShares Dividend Harvester Fund, a monthly distribution of roughly 7% over 12 months. Nice. What's, what's the next one, Ren? So let's go to Vanguard who have the Australian Shares High Yield ETF. The ticker is VHY. Uh, they pay quarterly, so not monthly, like beta shares, around a 4.5% annual yield. Uh, last time they paid about 79 cents. So this ETF has 74 holdings and basically what it's done is taken the biggest companies in Australia and just put the ones that it expects will pay big dividends. Mm. And so some of the biggest holdings in the ETF, BHP, Commonwealth Bank, National Australia Bank, Woodside, those big dividend-paying names are top of the list. Nice, Ren. So the, th- the third is iShares S&P ASX Dividend Opportunities ESG Screened ETF. The ticker is IHD, listed on the ASX. Uh, They're all listed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> uh, it has 50 companies in the portfolio. Quarterly distribution, a yield of 6.5%. And as you'll find, the holdings are all very similar to the one that Ren, read, Ren just read out. CBA, BHP, NAB, Rio, Westpac, all the big banks and resource companies here in Australia. I hope at this stage you're starting to hear the theme. There's a little bit of repetition as you can probably (laughs) expect and that's to be expected because all of these ETF issuers want to issue a dividend product Mm. but they're they're not massively different. The ETF companies are going to be annoyed that I said that because they all have their nuances and they all have their differences. They all own slightly different things. They all have slightly different management fees. But a lot of the companies they hold, there's a lot of, the Venn diagram certainly overlaps, yeah. shall we put it that way. The next one that we've got on the list is from State Street or SPDR. They have the uh, MSCI Australia Select High Dividend Yield Fund. The ticker is SYI. Yield last year, 7.2%. And would you believe it? Similar fund rules, similar fund holdings. We've got a couple that are slightly different to close out. I've got one from Global X. Um, theirs is called the Super Dividend ETF. Now, this is listed in the States, SDIV. Uh, it has monthly distribution and it has a yield of 13.2%. So the highest of uh, all, of, all of the ones that we've just recently gone through. But its top holdings are very different listed over in the States. BWLPG is the top holding Imperial Brands Platinum Asset. Asset management and a whole other a whole bunch of other companies, Amiga Healthcare, Apollo Commercial, so a number of international companies that are paying um, dividends compared to those here in Australia. So that's for an international focus. Global X Super Dividend ETF. Nice one. And then the last one, which is also a little bit different, Vanek Morningstar Australian Moat Income ETF. The ticker is DVDY. Now, Vanek is the ETF issuer. Morningstar is the research house and they've come together to create this ETF. It uses Morningstar's moat ratings. They analyze companies and give it, it's like out of five stars, isn't it? How big their moat is. And so they've applied that Firstly, what companies have moats and then also what companies pay good dividends. 
And so the holdings do look a little bit different. Don't worry, Bryce. There is still some overlap. If you were worried <laughs> that Commonwealth Bank, West Farmers, National Australia Bank or ANZ Group weren't in the top 10, you, you don't need to worry because they are. But there are some differences. Pinnacle Investment Management is the biggest holding. La Visa Holdings is the second biggest. Uh, there's Jumbo Interac- Interactive. There's NIB, uh, my health insurer. Yes. Not an ad. Um, <laughs> and there's a few other different companies in there as well. So uh, slightly different, but again, very similar aim find Australian companies paying big dividends, jam them into an ETF. Yeah, the biggest takeaway here is that there are ETFs designed to optimise for dividend payments. A lot of people do use them as part of their portfolio. As you've heard here, some of them do pay monthly distributions, which are if you're looking for income, regular income, then they could be a product for you. But as, as you've also heard, most of the major issuers have a dividend product. So um, do your own research. And so to put a bow on this episode and to answer the question that we really set out to answer here, what are some of the best dividend ETFs for 2023? Don't just look at those that paid the highest dividend in 2022. Instead, look at what the fund is set up to do. Look mm. at its objectives, look at how it invests. And as we went through that list there, all of the major ETF issuers have funds specifically designed to pay you dividends. It may not be the 44% that BetaShares paid from their oil ETF in 2022, but it's designed to be more than just a flash in the pan in one year and to consistently pay dividends. All right, Ren. Well, that brings us to the end of our first episode for 2023 back in the studio. And I can't wait to unpack many, many more questions that are coming from the community to help us all become better investors. So uh, we'll leave it there and pick it up next week. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.
The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.